This is a Federal News Network podcast. Federal hiring managers never tire of talking about how hard it is to find and hire new people. More and more, though, the idea of re-educating the people you have is showing good results. The latest words are reskilling and upskilling. Here with some of the latest thinking, Tim McManus, Chief Operating Officer of the Partnership for Public Service. Tim, good to have you back. Always great to be on. And Tim, so this idea of reskilling and upskilling, this has been a, the words of a part of the Trump administration's management agenda. But you uh, at the partnership have done a study and found that the government is a little bit behind in this idea of converting the people you've got. Uh, yeah, Tom. So the Partnership for Public Service, along with General Assembly today, released our first white paper entitled Looking Inward for Talent, Retraining Employees for Tomorrow's Job. And the, the report actually looks at first making the case for why agencies actually should re- consider reskilling and upskilling. It highlights some best practices that both government and the private sector are doing, and then sets forth a set of recommendations for agencies to follow uh, going forward. As you said, um, agencies right now are a little bit behind, but I think what we found is that there's some good promise that lies ahead, and I think some agencies are beginning to do some good things, if even at a pilot basis, to try to figure out whether or not they'll work and bring to scale. And one of the things, one of the facts mentioned in the report is that there could be as many as 80 federal job classifications that would be subject to automation in the future, meaning the people that have those jobs have got to get reskilled or they're going to be out of there. Yeah, in, in addition to the job series in government that actually you know are, are going to potentially be automated going forward, uh, according to McKinsey Global Institute, 30% of job tasks in 60% of occupations could be automated. So if you start to look at that, the magnitude of this issue is pretty big. And I think the issue that you raised when you kicked this segment off, Tom, was that more and more we have to look at different ways to bring people on. Well, part of the solution here is not simply to bring new people on, but to actually upskill or reskill the people that you have. So rather than put your current employees out of work, how do you actually bring them, teach them, train them on new technologies, new ways of doing business so that they can actually meet the demands uh, that the agency is going to face going forward? Well, it sounds good, but often people tend to be, let's say, uh, they have momentum to stay where they are. And reskilling might mean change of work. And that's can be a hard sell. I think that's absolutely right, that we tend to get comfortable with the work that we're doing. There's, there may not be an, a great impetus for us to, at least on the surface, say, yeah, we want to be reskilled. We want to upskill our, what we're doing right now. Fact of the matter is, though, the reality is looking at us you know, straight in the face that's saying, if we don't focus on this, both as, as employers, but also as employees, we're simply not going to have the talent that we need uh, from from an agency perspective, from an employee perspective, we might not actually have a job. So those some of those jobs will be going away. So I think one of the case studies that we actually looked at was at, at uh, uh, the Veterans Administration and the reskilling of, of up to 8,000 employees at the Office of Information and Technology as part of its IT modernization effort. One of the really interesting things in that case, is, as well as a CIO Council initiative, uh, through the Federal Reskilling Academy, is that w- what they are focused on and have been focused on is not trying to reskill and upskill current IT professionals, but taking non-technical people and tr- uh, training them um, on uh, on how to become an IT professional, a cybersecurity specialist. So again, meeting a huge demand within government, but also really providing the employees another path forward for continued employment with the federal government or elsewhere if the time comes for them to 
to flow out of government on their own fruition, too. Yes, to continue with the VA example, they are instituting, this is a long-term project, a new electronic health record. And the implication of that is that some 30,000, 40,000 people that for decades have been involved in the old system called VISTA are eventually going to fade away as they retire VISTA. That's an example of where people, if they're young and still working on VISTA, might want to be reskilled to work on whatever is coming next. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I think you're seeing that, you know, across the board. To me, the, the, the VA initiative is is a huge undertaking in and of itself. And I think they're ones that have, you know, based on our our, our, our examples, are, are an agency that kind of jumped into it and said, we have to do this. The, the magnitude of this issue for us is incredible. If you look at the initiative, the Federal uh, federal Reskilling Academy that's really stood up and, and run by the CIO Council, um, that's more of a pilot basis, which is, you know, they're taking, they initially took 30-some people who were non-technical people, reskilled them in a short period of time to do um, IT and, 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 and cyber work. They're actually about ready to launch their second cohort of that. So they're actually taking a much smaller, uh, uh, almost pilot approach to that to see what with that works, what doesn't work, how do we actually kind of reconfigure this as we go forward so that ultimately over time we can in fact take it to scale to meet both the needs of government but also to, again, provide a path forward for those employees who otherwise, um, you know, their work is changing dramatically. We're speaking with Tim McManus, Chief Operating Officer of the Partnership for Public Service, and you used a word I was going to actually ask in a question, and that is scale, because the Reskilling Academy, as you pointed out, had 30 people, but the government's challenge could be 300,000 people to be reskilled. And so what is the experience in industry, if there is any, in scaling yeah, so that I type think, of I, reskilling? Yeah, Tom, great great question. I think you know um, uh, this, this is something we're not going to solve overnight, and agencies are not going to solve overnight. I think where, where we have the ability to take the scale more quickly, that's great. I think the CIO Council's approach through the Federal Reskilling Academy is let's let's actually try to take this a little bit more incrementally and figure out how this works. And part of that how this works is even what are the motivations? So you talked earlier about if I'm an employee, a longtime employee within the federal government, what's the impetus for me to actually even want to be reskilled? So they're actually looking at not simply what is the training and development that we're providing, but also What's the what's what what's the pitch that we need to make to employees? How do we actually get their buy-in that this is actually something that is actually good for them too, and good not only for the agency, not only good for government, but good for the individual's future? I think that's all of those things are really important in this process. And again, if you look to the framework and the recommendations that we've put forward for you know, what agencies need to look at. I think it starts first from, you know, being able to how, how, how to predict how, how things will transform. So your example of the, the uh, VA's uh, medical records um, all, all being uh, uh, digitized and, and, and transformed, um, that, that was staring them in the face. So VA actually said, you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of time to be able to test things. We actually need to go at this a little bit harder. But again, predicting where this actually may take place, how it's going to affect the operations of the agency and beginning to, to, to take steps there. Part of this is actually assessing what the employ, what employees' skills already have. So you've identified where we need to go down the road. You've then identified, you know, what skills do people have to get there. And I think that's actually part of that critical juncture in talking to federal employees, which is what are the skills you have now? What are the skills that we're going to build upon? And I don't know anybody, Tom, that when you start talking about new opportunities and new skills that they have to develop, that they're, that, that they're going to put their head in the sand and say, yeah, yeah, that's not for me. I think all of us, it's just human nature that we want to grow, we want to develop, and we want to see 
new opportunities because oftentimes, quite frankly, with new opportunities come different pay structures and everything else along with it too. So again, that's a key piece of this. The other really critical piece of all of this is to get buy-in. And a lot of the focus that we talked about was buy-in among agency leadership in doing this and, 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 and how this benefits the agency and everything else. The other piece of this though, as we've spent some time now talking about, is getting the buy-in of the entire workforce too. The workforce actually has to understand the need for this. Again, not only for the agency, but for them. And then the final two recommendations that we say is, you know, are, are really around finding the right candidates, which is um, the, 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 how, how, how do we, how do we uh, again, drive that capability, that interest, um, and, and identify candidates who really want to be, are interested, and have the ability to be upskilled and reskilled. And then finally, what's, the, what's kind of that infrastructure um, and, and the resources that an agency needs? And I think that's actually, Tom, one of the biggest barriers that we're seeing right now to some of this, which is why a lot of agencies are uh, are, are looking at this from a scaling perspective. We don't have the full resources and the infrastructure to support this right now. So how can we do it incrementally and get ourselves over the hump to figure out what it's really going to take and how to do this right? All right, big challenge ahead and now some advice published for that. Tim McManus is Chief Operating Officer at the Partnership for Public Service. As always, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. And we'll provide a link to that report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. You can hear the Federal Drive on demand by subscribing at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's Sentence Clarity Rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.